it's time for episode two of the Ship It Show. We put out a vote last week and there was a resounding yes for some Rob Star. <laughs> Everybody loves Robin and Starfire together. It is a canon ship. It's a perfect couple. People yearn for them to be together. Certainly on Teen Titans Go, Scotty Menville, say hello to everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody? So happy to be here with my <laughs> sister, Tara, <laughs> my brother, on, Greg. Certainly on Go, um, Robin wants to be with Starfire, but we'll get a little bit into that later. So we have some amazing guests today. Of course, one is Scott Menville, who plays Robin on Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. He has been Robin for 20 years now, something like that. Close to it. Um, yeah, and he is such an extraordinary gift to the planet. We share a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are very, very similar. I think maybe the only difference between us is I like social media and he does not. <laughs> I am I, I, I am on it. I like certain things about it, but yeah, <laughs> you love it. <laughs> and oh my God, we're so in love. And, and also I love your gorgeous wife and I just adore you so much. And I think you're Aww. such a quality human being. So thank you for joining us today. Right and back at you. You are one of the most generous giving people I know. So, Aww, thanks, Daddy. Yeah, much love, much love. Aww. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, this human does not do podcasts, but he could not say no to Raven. So, oh my gosh, world, say hello to George Pettis. Hello. Yes, yes. Raven used mind control uh, <laughs> from the very first issue of Teen Titans, and she obviously still has that power now. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored that you're joining us, George. If you don't mind, I'd love to start with you and give us your history of how you came to really give birth to the Teen Titans. I mean, you're such an integral part of their history and their origin stories and how they look. And you would not only write, but you draw. You're such an extraordinary gift. And I'd love for you to sort of tell the world how Teen Titans all came to be for you. Well, you know, as far as the Teen Titans birth, I was probably more midwife. Um, and then gave birth. Marv Wolfman came up with um, most of the concepts um, and approached me about doing this revival of, of the Teen Titans uh, franchise. And I honestly didn't think it was going to uh, go anywhere. For six issues, I figured I, I, I can do it. I didn't think it would last longer than that. And he gave me these concepts for the characters, so the new ones he wanted to put in with Starfire, Raven, and Cyborg and plus a modification of the original Beast Boy, the Changeling. And I said, okay. So, you know, I, I used archetypes. Uh, Marvel had very, very set ideas, the types of characters they were. But once I gave them the visuals, um, then, as Marv said, then they became characters. Then they started coming to life. Then he saw, you know, Starfire, who in the comic version was basically Red Sonia in outer space. Um, Raven had that mysterious... Uh, feel to her and I came up with the idea of having her costume and thus her silhouette resemble a dark bird, a raven. So she had the cowl with the beak on it and the fact that she was non-aggressive, not an action character. So I gave her a dress. I gave her you know, a cloak that practically covered her entirely to make her look more mysterious. And for Cyborg, um, since I came in, I'm a, uh, from the inner city in New York, and I based it a lot of more on the people I know, including a bit of myself, of the outsider from the more seedier urban areas, uh, and gave him a bit of a back, backdrop as well. And the big thing about doing them, designing visually, is that 
by looking at them, you sense who they were. You look at Raven, you can tell she's not Starfire. She's not, not going to behave like Starfire. She's not going to um, emote like Starfire. And she doesn't sound like Starfire. Same thing with any other characters there. And that's one of the things that, which obviously you both would understand, in trying to design the characters, I was casting them in my head. So that I knew exactly how they would stand, how they would interact, and that no one behaves the same way in a, in a given situation. And that was something that Marv was an expert at as well. So we relished working with each other. We would throw things back and forth. And after a while, uh, when we were planning stories, we would just sit down and talk about it. I would go home, draw it. Marv would then get the artwork and then write it because we understood where the characters were going. I didn't even have to give him notes. I'm lazy when it comes to that, so I don't give him notes. But he said, my storytelling and my understanding of the characters was so dead on, he could, he could understand exactly what I wanted. And if he decided to interpolate from that and not you know, do exactly what I thought, he said, well, he kept in character. So in fact, we like to surprise each other. So a book that um, I never expected to last more than six issues. Here I am 40 years later, uh, with so many people who the Titans have been part of their lives, an integral part of their lives, and still has generations to come, thanks to obviously Titans Go, because I meet young adults who grew up with the cartoon. I said, oh my God, it's been around that long. Yeah. I can felt the age spot just popping out of my hands. <laughs> um, but I, again, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. And I always thank Marv every time I, um, I see him. Um, because I said, you know, A, providing me a, a very nice uh, retirement income, but the fact that I never expected it to be successful. But we just had a good time doing it. And Mar freely admits, you know, there's no formula. We didn't know it was going to be successful either. He didn't know either. We just did the book because we liked the characters. By issue eight is when I fell in love with the characters. Because that was the issue a day in the lives that we deal with the characters, just as personalities, not as superheroes, not fighting any villains, just an everyday life in every day in a day in the life of the characters. And that's was a magic moment for me. That's when I realized, okay, and now whatever books I was doing, I had to drop. I just want to dedicate myself to the Teen Titans. And that happened to also be the book I um, I was drawing. On October 17th, it'll be 40 years since the first date I had with one woman who becomes my wife, and I was doing that issue at the time uh, I, I met her. Wow. Oh, I had that my, date with her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we need applause noises, Luke. I'm, I've got chills. Are you blown away, Scotty? I, I actually <laughs> got chills, too, and I, I'm paraphrasing, but I got chills when you were talking about how when you designed the characters, just by looking at them, you can tell that each one is different, and how you said, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, in any given situation, no, nobody acts exactly the same way. And I think, like, I got chills right there because that's so amazing. And I think that's one of the reasons that fans love these characters and identify with them because there's, if not all five, there's at least one out of the five that a fan goes, wow, that, that's my Titan. I, I feel like I'm Starfire or I'm Raven or whatever. So I got and chills. And the challenge that you, you guys meet, which is obviously... Uh adds an extra dimension to what Marv and I had done, is that since every fan has an idea of what the characters probably sound like, uh, or who they would cast if they were doing live action, that type of stuff, the fact that you've been embraced so much for giving life to those characters vocally, said, okay, then you found 
that voice, that the, the fans agreed, yes, this is what Raven sounds like. This is what Robin sounds like, you know, and Starfire and all the others. So I commend you for that because you've become part of the lifeblood now of the Titans. You, know, you, you provide that extra dimension that neither Marvel nor I could provide. You know, I'm, first of all, I'm so grateful that, <laughs> that fans identify with the show and identify with our characters. I'm so grateful to be Robin. And Tara knows I'm not somebody to brag, so I'm really not trying to brag, but one of the best compliments I ever got was when Marv Wolfman came to one of the recording sessions on the original Titans and said to me on a break, your voice is how I always heard Robin in my head when I was writing. Oh, I was like, see? wow, thank you. I love that. And you know, George, it really is like, thank you for that. We'd be nowhere without you and without Marv. And it's such a collaborative process. And it's pure creativity when you speak about like how Scott said, you knew how they walked, you knew how they talked. As an actor, you know, oh, this is how they laugh. This is how they feel about this person in their life in this relationship. And you build a whole world to act from and you build a whole world to draw from. And it's like this huge ball of inspiration that creates this massive success that your right speaks to generations. And I know you know this, George and Scott, going to Comic-Cons and meeting people that say, Robin saved my life. Raven helped me when I was suicidal or yeah. got me through my parents' divorce. And on a side note, I, I just want to say I met George. I can't remember at what con. We've been, to, we've been at a few. I was completely by, blown away by his kindness. His, he's, he's so humble and like just such a sweet guy. And he donates so much to charity he's got like his money jar on the table where he's drawing and signing all day and it's all going to charity and you're just such an extraordinary human being george like the world well, I, like, I, I'm also so, so incredibly aware and grateful for the life i've had i mean for uh 45 years i got to make a living doing exactly what i wanted to do since i was a child i mean and you know i've, I've gotten you know uh a, a a bit of celebrity, I've, I've, I've got uh, a good income, uh, and add to that a, a wonderful marriage uh, um, that has kept me going all, all these years. And there's that part of me that think that no matter how hard I work, how much credit I'm being given for the creativity or talent or whatever, I know that a lot of it's also luck, and that has to be returned. I have to be uh, appreciative of what I've gotten. And one of the great things now, and again, a lot of thanks to the Titans. Titans has provided me with a lifestyle that I never have to work a day in my life. Uh, I, I'm doing, I'm doing uh, fine. Thanks, thanks to the cartoon show. Thanks to all the merchandising. I'm doing fine. So that all the sketches that I do now, like I did at conventions, um, I open up, you know, to do you know, sketches at home or, or signings, and every penny of it goes to either a charity or because of what's going on right now in the world. Most of it's going out to my friends who are really in need right now. So yeah. beautiful. I make a good deal of money doing that. And that gives me a purpose in my life. And again, all of this, none of this would have happened if it hadn't been for Marv convincing me to do this book that I didn't think would last six issues. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And wait, the first one was the new Teen Titans, right? The new Teen Titans, right. And, then, and, and because of the fact that there were two other books called the Teen Titans, and you wanted something to differentiate. Right, them. right. Now's a good time if you have any favorite charities, either of you, that you want to plug on the show, and we'll put a little link to them um, once we post this show. Do you guys have favorite charities that oh, you want to support? I mean, I, 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 one year, I donated to, I think, close to 23 different charities. So I, I, I diversify quite a bit. Wow. But, but especially uh, the charities that help, that help children. St. Jude's Hospital, Shriners Hospital for Children. 
um, and others. Those have my priorities. I also like to support our, our men in uniform um, and you know, the Hero Initiative because that's, it's my industry. So I've been very fortunate that um, I've been I've been made life member to a lot of uh, different charities because of the they always I get sometimes I would get emails from the, uh, the charities and saying are you sure this is what you're donating and you didn't inadvertently <laughs> add extra zero we don't want to take advantage of you yeah, that's the case. oh I love that that is one of the keys to success as much as I've enjoyed you know drawing and everything else that it make, it, it allows me to use my fame to make a difference I have met. Young, young people, that, uh, that one woman whose eyesight I restored because she couldn't afford her eye surgery. Wow. And, um, uh, and a few people, unfortunately, life has been very tough and that give me, I give a credit to their own backbone because, you know, obviously, um, but you know, the fact that they were alive because like, um, one, some needed rehabilitation of sorts, um, others uh, had other things, others just plain, you know, the, the economics of the time. And, I can't, in good conscience, um, enjoy the type of life I'm enjoying right now and watch this uh, go by. So I, I, don't, I, I don't measure my wealth by the money in the bank. I measure it by what I can do with it. Uh, and that's something that gives me a, a, a And a lot of that is, is the same type of stuff that I believe in heroes. That's the type of characters I, I, I like doing. The fact that in a rather cynical age that we, some, that we live in, that people seem to question heroes or think that there's an ulterior motive to heroes. And I, to me, I said, I, I don't want to describe it in the case of Superman, when somebody was, who was doing cosplay, and how would I uh, describe Superman? I said, Superman is someone who has the power to be man's conqueror and chooses to be man's servant. Um, and that's how I feel about, you know, that when you have so much, we're part of the same planet. We need to uh, to share that uh, you know help when we can, and when I meet young fans who dress up as uh, the superheroes and then go to hospital or go someplace where they do charitable stuff, that is a true testament of uh, what we do as comic book creators that we manage to inspire. Um, and again, um, you guys are part of that now. I've I've, I've I, I don't think I've ever seen. You watch and as um, I can play time. I've seen Tara a few times. At one point, I was going to try to uh, sneak up on Tara. Otherwise, uh, she she snuck up on me at a, uh, while I was doing a panel one time and kissed me in my head. Thank you, dear. Um, but she has such a large crowd of people just listening to her, and you know she's regaling them with all these stories. Yeah. And how many people are just inspired by her? Well, not only to Raven, but all the other characters she, that she had done. I said, oh, I can't go in there. I'd be the interloper. <laughs> so I, I, just, I just backed away and, and, you, know, and you never saw me. Um, oh my I, gosh. George, you're thing. such a hero. You, you, I hope you write a life story now that you're retired. You yeah. have so many wonderful Our brother stories. keeps telling me that. Yeah, he's right. Listen he's to your right. brother. Can you hear me? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. You sound wonderful. Nice. Yeah, uh, brother. Okay, well... For those of you who are just catching up, this is my co-host who missed the entire show. And um, <laughs> Sipes, I got to tell you, you've uh, you got to listen back to this later. George has given us such a gift with um, regaling us with stories of his career and his life and how generous he is and how important it is to give back to people and also recognizing 
um, the importance of fandom and his importance in the world. And you're such a beautiful soul, George. I'm so grateful that you joined us today. I feel like I could listen to you for hours and hours. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Now start from the beginning, George. No, no. You, That's you, what the rebound button is for. Oh my God, he's so incredible. You know, George, I if you're if you're willing to give us a little more time, I'd love to know like when you thought about, you know, so our show focuses a lot about the love surrounding these characters and you know, people imagine them in relationship or as friends. Did you ever think of Robin and Starfire one day as a couple or or any of the or Beast Boy and Raven, or did any of those thoughts ever come to your mind? Oh, gosh. Interesting enough, that's one of the things that Marv and I ended up disagreeing with in, in later on. But yes, the fact that, I mean, the first time Robin uh, sees Starfire, Starfire plants a big kiss on him. Because that's, in the comic, that's how she learned through physical uh, uh, contact how to speak English. She, she, it was like a mind transfer, but it was through a kiss, um, which right there defined uh, Starfire, or Corey, as I, I call her uh, by her real name. Um, and um, that was pretty much from the get-go. We knew that Robin has a strong female following. The Robin Rooters, as I sometimes called, uh, uh, the Graysonites, or later on, the Wingnuts, when he became Nightwing. Um, and I understood that. And I'm a sucker for romance. So the idea of ha them having this immediate flirtation was wonderful and as my own personal life romantic life started becoming more uh, secure and you know it was blossoming i noticed that a lot of it was being transferred uh to the to the kids of the teen titans especially robin and and um starfire and in addition the fact uh, that wonder girl eventually she would have a romantic interest raven of course we knew because of the way she was a romance a real romance where she would be so effusive was bogged down by course of her obviously her father. You know, she did have daddy issues. Um, you could say that. <laughs> now I'm her daddy. Oh, I don't think so. And no, the no, fact no, that no, 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 no. before we went any further, when we, we did the first issue, what we called the Baxter series, where the book uh, we were doing a direct sales first version of the Teen Titans, where I established that they went to bed together. Uh, it was a simple panel. Didn't call attention to it, other than the fact that. An alarm went off, they got up and they're in bed together uh, without you know, uh, being prurient or anything else, but just being matter of fact, because I knew that we were going to be dealing with storylines that were in Corey's life or her future would be in danger. And I wanted to make sure visually and unquestionably that people understood, no, these two are committed to each other. So that whatever happens, it's with the understanding that you know they've got a love bond with them. And unfortunately, uh, Within a few months afterwards, I left the series uh, because I needed to pursue other things. The most ridiculous thing is the fact that I didn't leave because I had any problem with Marv or anything else. It's just that the book was so successful and I had to get out on a monthly basis. I had to do less than my best work and the book was still selling through the roof. And I, that was a dangerous place for me as an artist to be where I can get away with doing less than my best work. Wow. So I left the book so I can do a book that would have to challenge me to do better. And I, when I announced my re resignation, I made sure I announced it with Marv standing next to me so that no one would ever assume that I would have anything but the utter respect and love for that wonderful man who's been my partner and my friend for so many years. But then there was a storyline that Marv and I were planning and that this is where we uh, uh, divided our, uh, our feelings there. 
and of course I had nothing to say about it, I was no longer in the book, is when there was a point where Corey was being uh, forced into a marriage back on her home world. Oh yeah. And you know, that she she'll, uh, eventually acquiesced because that is, she was a, a princess. She was a part of the royal, that, this was her royal duty. And that's what Marv's argument was. And I said, absolutely not. This is a woman, despite her duty, her duty was to remain a slave from the beginning of the Titans uh, series. She escaped because she's still a strong enough person. And there's no way I could see her agreeing to this or Dick agreeing to it without putting up much more of a fight. I said, and I think the irony of it and where, where we were at the time, I think Marv at that point was uh, having a, a issues with his first marriage. So things weren't as happy for him. I was enjoying my wonderful marriage. So I think our personalities at that point, our emotional state uh, were a little different because when we did the wedding of Donna Troy, when she got married in, in the comics, I catered that myself basically because Marv just basically let me go and said, no, no, I'm going to give them the wedding that I wish Carol and I had had because uh, we, we got married at City Hall quickly. And so, but I am a happily married man and I want somebody in this comic book world to be happy. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, people sometimes think that marriage is only dramatic if there's strife or if there's um, uh, a constant bickering or some, some chance that always oh, going to break up as opposed to, no, I'm, I'm fully believe that married people can be the most interesting people in the world. I, I love the old Thin Man series with Nick and Nora. They were old, they were married, happily married, always had adventures. When it comes to Dick and Corey, I believe that they still love each other. And I don't think anything uh, should have uh, broken them up because I said, no, no, I would, I would jump on a grenade for my wife. And I would imagine Aww. that uh, Dick would jump, jump on a grenade for her and vice versa. Well, you heard it from George. This is why this ship is so canon because it's from its inception was meant to be. I remember reading some of the origin stories and Starfire was married twice before and her husband, one husband died when the planet was taken over and another one died. And, and of course it always seemed that Raven and I'm sorry, that Robin and Star were meant to be. And now we know why it's very often. Yeah. I find, don't you guys, that your life mirrors what you're doing in your acting or in your writing or your drawing. Like it's so parallel. It's sometimes you go, Oh, that's weird, but maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's all yeah. part of this cosmic purpose and it's exactly how it was meant to be. And I appreciate you saying that because it's true. Marriage and two people being together shouldn't be turmoil and toxicity and constant fighting to make people fit into a mold. It should be a partnership. It should be mostly happy. Not saying that bad things don't happen and suddenly something happens, but it's nice to honor and discuss and not just fantasize but live a life without tension so thank you george for sharing that it's just beautiful yeah and what you were saying about you know uh, uh personalities you know uh being reflected in your creative work i, I again it's like uh, any acting that you've done how many times have you told you know, to reach into yourselves and you know find something that you can uh, transfer out uh, when you need to do a scene, you know, what, does, what can you recall as similar in your life and, 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 and then act with it? Now, obviously, you guys have been doing that uh, professionally. Like, uh, what I do on paper, you've been doing through your voice or through, or through flesh with it, uh, for those who do any uh, on screen. And so, you know, it's, it's something we all do. And Marv was always the one who, who 
he would compliment us, or said that our best compliment was when we would get letters from the fans, and I would read the, the fan mail, and sometimes I'd, you know, they don't even mention if they like the art. Do they like my work? And then for Marvel point out, yes, but you had, you, in that same letter, you don't see them commenting on the incredible, the clever wordplay, the, the, all the descriptive uh, passages. No, they were involved with the stories, they were involved with the characters. They have become the completion of what we're doing. They're, 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 that's the most important thing. The story is the important, the characters are important. It's more important than us. That's why through Marvis was about being humble. No, that is the fact that we can't let our egos be the thing that drives the book. It has to be the characters that drive the book. I mean, when you guys are doing uh, your, your characters, obviously at this point, you're not the actors doing it, you're the characters. I mean, and particularly since you have to sell it so much without the advantages that Mark and I or act, uh, live action actors have, it's all in your voice. And that, that I find uh, an incredible gift that you guys have. Speaking of gifts, uh, George, how do you feel about the, the Teen Titans Go reincarnation of all the characters and, and how, how far we get to push them? Now, to be honest, I mean, and, I, and, I, and it's never meant as a disparaging or, or, or even a commentary. In fact, I, I seldom ever watched it, only because I can't watch it unbiasedly because visually it's so divorced from my characters. <laughs> I, conceptually, yes, I can see certain, certain things. I did see, you know, a couple of episodes, including the, the, the first episode that was invited to the premiere party. I, I, it, to me, it's, I, I, it's like walking into my own house and finding that all my furniture has been changed, all, all the decorations have been changed, that it's still my house, but it doesn't feel like my house. And as much as I would criticize them if their taste, if they had bad taste in redecorating, I'd be, I'd be hurt even more if they had better taste than I did. And it looks better than what I did, what I would have done with it. So the thing is, despite that, one of the things that made me become so enamored with the work that's done there, even if I wasn't an actual uh, viewer, because I really wasn't the audience. When I went to a convention and a young man with his two children came in, asked for autograph and sketches, and the two children are, are just getting into the Teen Titans, thanks to the cartoons. But they were looking forward to, when they got old enough, to be able to read the comic. They knew that they were, the comic existed, they knew it was a different, a, a different type of feel to it, but that they were too young for it, so that the Titans was their entry level. And I thought, now I understand this. This, is a, this has broadened our audience. This has broadened kids who, by the time I was signing those articles, I was off the book. I mean, these, some of these kids weren't even born uh, at that point. So, and you've given the Titans and by extension, Marv and me and anyone else who, who worked on the series, a strong afterlife. Uh, you, know, uh, like, you know, like uh, the idea of like, and I love in the case of Beast Boy, so yes, made him changeling. And now he's become Beast Boy again. It's come full circle. And, 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 and now he's back to being that morality kid he was when he first got him, you know? Um, and like uh, that the Teen Titans, even though it, it's been 40 years since I started that book, uh, they're still teenagers, they're still kids. And, I got, and they'll always be kids, you know. We're all architects of Neverland here. Uh, we're all creating these, you know, wonderful kids who will never grow up and always will have a brand new audience. And the audience that finds Titans Go would go on to the Teen Titans uh, first cartoon show, or go on to the comic book, and go on maybe to some of the, like the, the, the live action series, which is obviously much more adult oriented. Like it's got something for everybody and it's, um, the main essence of it is always the same. It's the same camaraderie, the same familial bond. Like that's one thing that Marv um, 
and I uh, always want, we wanted to feel like they were family. So they would support each other, even when they fight, even when they um, have, you know, uh, outlandish, you know, bigger uh, earth-shattering issues to deal with or, or villains to fight, that the, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, people they can always trust is each other. And that's, that's very key um, in, a, you know, in society in general to find the people you can love and, you know, again, as I said, you know, who, who will fall on a grenade for you. What a legacy that, that yeah. you know, you're leaving too. I mean, when we're all gone, people are going to still read those comics, still watch those shows. You've inspired, I'm sure, tons of generations. You're so important, George. I hope you know that. You're just such a gift. You really are. There was an artist uh, he passed away a few years ago at a too young an age, uh, and uh, Michael Turner. And... One time, you know, we were doing a panel together, and this is a, a gentleman who, at that point, cancer was uh, already starting to, uh, uh, you know, write the path where he was going. And we knew, we knew he didn't have very long, but he was still optimistic. And we were talking about comics, and people were asking, and, and, and saying this, the, the type of things you said about how much, you know, you've changed lives. And I made an offhand comment, yeah, but we're doing comics, we're not rocket scientists. And without batting an eye, Mike Turner just chanced turned and said, yes, but think of the people we have inspired to be rocket scientists. Mm. I said, that mm. in a nutshell, said, yes. It made me really feel, okay, then I did matter in, 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 in a fashion. And, and again, this man who had every reason to be bitter because of what, you know, what life had, had thrown his way. Um, and to have that attitude for the, the job he and I did I could never look at my work and think, you know, it was just drawing comics. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. George, I can't wait till we can go to Comic-Cons again and hug each other and interact with all the people that love us so much. And you deserve all the love in the world. I'm so grateful you came on today, George. Oh, yeah, I was flattered, you know. And again, uh, now I can actually put faces. And I, I'll confess, obviously, I had met Tara. Beast Boy, you really do surprise me. I, I've drawn several haircuts for Beast Boy. That's not the ones I ever gave him. Yeah, well, come on. Uh, Robin definitely has a, a cooler quaff than I do. So, well, <laughs> you and I share this That's quaff, right. you know, like, uh, you know. So I want to touch on the fact that you've actually created a family for us, me, Tara, and Scott, and the rest of the Titans for the past 20 years. We are, we are we, we were brought together because of your love, your, your, your original, your art, your all the passion and love and blood, sweat and tears that you put into these, creating these stories and these characters have really you know, transcended all these different dimensions. And, and now I, we, I have a much deeper you know, family in this dimension because of you, me, Scott and Tara. Oh, gosh. And Carl, we really and, all love each other so much. Talk about being there for I each other. I think that's so beautiful. And the fact that I'm asked to be on, 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 uh, on this uh, Zoom podcast thing because people want to hear from me. It's still rather awe-inspiring, and, and and it's still novel enough for me not to take it, you know, for granted. Because I, I I sometimes can't believe that so, uh, when I, like clear across the world, people know who I am. People know what I've done. That to me is something I I never as a kid growing up in the South Bronx um, to working class parents, you know, and having to struggle for every, uh, every penny we can get, 
that this would be my life. Got to work in the job that I've always wanted to work since I was a child. My wife and I got to celebrate 40 years of a wonderful marriage next year. Um, I have a wonderful fan base. I, I've got a nice um, uh, income to retire on. If I were to balance the negatives with the positives, the positives are a good deal heavier. And people comment the fact that I seem to be quite happy and positive. I'd be the biggest ingrate in the world not to appreciate the life I've had, not to appreciate the success I've achieved, and the fact that I have three young people right here who are actually paying audience to me for, uh, for this. And, that, and that, that to me Are you kidding, George? We are even more in love with you now. You are oh, yeah. like, I, I did not anticipate this would go this well. You're so beautiful and authentic, and we are never going to be gone because you put your heart and soul and everything you had into this collaboration of bringing these characters to life. And we all want to thank you and like just know that you are a hero to so many. And we're so grateful that you joined us. And your story in its entirety should be told. Listen to your brother and, and write that book. And oh my God, thank you so much for giving us this time today. You're such a gift. Well, thank you for inviting me. I, 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 I'm sorry I monopolize so much of it though. Are you kidding no, me? Man. No, no, there is no time limit on this show. And I guarantee you, as long as we go, people are going to want more. So we'll have you on like episode five as well. <laughs> okay, honey. <laughs> George, 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 more George. Can I ask you a question? This, this is not my podcast. I'm a, I'm a guest. Uh, so Greg and Tara, if you don't mind me asking a question, I just want to know because you followed your passion and we've all followed our passions and not done what was maybe expected of us. Uh, and I just want to know when you were a kid, there must have been teachers or adults or whoever, stop drawing. You're always drawing. D did you go through that? Well, I did have one teacher because I, 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 when, I, when I went to uh, high school, I did apply for the School of Art Design in New York. But my, my mom in particular really wanted me to have a Catholic education, so she preferred that I went to a, a, a Catholic school. And I got into a, a, a high scholastic rated uh, uh, Catholic school because I was an honor student, so I, uh, I, I got into a good school. And they had an art program. And I said, okay, uh, I'll, I'll take the art classes there. And um, also the fact that since I started forgetting my, my mother tongue, I wanted to be able to take Spanish again. So I applied for Spanish as my selective language. Because I was an honor student, they gave me Latin instead of Spanish. Um, I haven't found a dead Roman to talk to yet. Um, <laughs> and they canceled the art program the year I went in. So I never had the oh, art no. classes either. So they gave me mechanical drawing. Not really something that's going to be serviceable for me. But, and so I, I, I hated it. But the teacher there, because I always you know, said, you know, I want to be a cartoonist and artist, he said, learn this mechanical drawing. You're never going to make any kind of a living doing cartoons. <gasps> I wish I could go back to him. I remember his name to this day, Michael Carey. Michael Carey, are you listening? Are you listening? He's a legend, Michael Carey. Whatever. A few years ago, my high school had a George Perez Day. Oh! And they were showing all my work on, on a screen that was donated by another uh, graduate of the high school, Martin Scorsese. So I had my stuff work being shown on a screen that Martin Scorsese provided. And they had me lecture to all the art classes there and, you know, and talking to the students in the assembly. And I must be very proud, and I said, very proud of myself that I never once submitted to the temptation of saying, the art classes that they canceled the year I came to this school. <laughs> so I never got the art classes that you guys are getting now. Um, oh. so like, uh, 
even my parents, um, who are incredibly grateful um, um, for my, the way my career has gone and everything else that I have been successful. And I'm very grateful. I'm, my parents are both 89 years old and they're still with us. But you know, the concern, art is very subjective. Not everyone, for every successful artist, it's an unsuccessful artist, many unsuccessful artists. So they wanted me to have a good education. Um, so they never discouraged me, but they always said, be prepared if you don't make it. You know, that, and I was lucky. I've been working professionally since I was 19 years old. So like, uh, I, I did luck out and met the right person who needed an assistant and um, um, I managed to get there. But thankfully, I was very lucky that I was never discouraged. And one of the things that I tell people who are asking about uh, what it takes to be an artist, I said, yeah, talent aside, you're an artist if you can't imagine not being an artist. That, you know, because you, then nothing can stop you. Because then, you're, then you are driven, then you are, uh, you, you, you fight the battle. And like, um, and understanding that doing artwork, like any creative process, like going through an audition and not taking it personally when you're not accepted, that type of deal. Mm -hmm. The fact that, yes, yes, these are your children that you feel that they're criticizing. But you also have to understand that if they're expecting to pay you, they're not their parents and they're not going to uh, put up anything you, uh, that you draw, no matter how bad, and put it on the refrigerator. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to work for what, what you love. And if you love doing it, it's not really work anymore. It is something that, if I did not make a living as a cartoonist, I don't think I'd stop drawing because it is who I am. It's, who, it's part of what I do. You know, it, it, it defines me because I'm doing what I love to do. What kind of gift, better gift is that, that you can actually live your life doing and earning a living with what's your passion, what your passion is. I mean, that, that's a very, that's a, we sometimes forget how rare that is in this world. And 100%. we always have to be grateful for that. And 100%, uh, we, we all are, and that's so true. My gosh, George, thank you so much for giving us your time today. I, I cannot say enough about you. You're just a magical, magical being. And thank you, sweetheart. So and again, you guys, you keep taking care of yourselves, obviously, uh, with everything that's going on outside. Yeah. George, I hope one day, George, you're on Teen Titans Go with us. That would be a prayer. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm one for voiceover work anyway. Oh, you, you, can, you can play yourself. <laughs> you're right here on the Shippet Show. We're saying out to the universe, we want George on Teen uh, Titans Go. Thanks, George. We love you. Take care, all of you. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm, I'm even more obsessed with him now. So cool. Wow. What a gift. What a gift, human. Yeah. I mean, he's, he doesn't do this, so. And what a, what a giver. I mean, even talking about, like when you talked about the charities and then he says he's also helping friends who are in need right now through this no, tough time. He, he gives away everything he makes at cons, everything. That's he doesn't so keep cool. a dime. Yeah. Okay, shippers, we have a very special guest. Letitia is here with us. Say hello to the world, Letitia. Hello, guys. It's a beautiful, pleasure to be here. girl. Oh my God, we are so honored. Can you please, before we start, so we don't forget, tell everybody where to find you on Instagram so that they can see what you do. Okay, my Instagram is Let's Draft, and it's basically an account um, that I post everything that I draw, <laughs> illustrations, and mostly fan arts. You're so talented, and I noticed um, you like to draw Rob Star a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to know what inspired you to start drawing 
these characters and um, tell us about your background. You're such a talented artist. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I've always liked to draw ever since I was a little girl. So um, it's something that's feel, always felt natural to me. Um, and it always felt natural to draw characters that I like. I've always been a fangirl, like ever since I was a kid. And I grew up watching Teen Titans. So it's a show that it has had many influence on the way I draw, like the way I draw cartoons. I've drew them for a while. And I'm a hardcore shipper, so <laughs> it only makes sense that like I, I drew the characters that I ship and Rob Star and Bibray, like they've always been around for me and it's always been a thing. So I recently got into digital art. It's something that's like this year, more recent. And the first thing that I wanted to draw was Teen Titans characters because they mean so much to me and they've been around for such a long time. And I thought, you know, there was no better place to start. So, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> um, and where do you live? Where are we talking to you from? I'm from Brazil. I'm oh, from Salvador, wow. Bahia. Yes, I'm yeah, far, far away. <laughs> I have family there. I'm going to come visit you because I have to go visit. Seriously? Yeah, oh I have God. I have cousins there that I don't really know. I met them when I was very little. This is an interesting story real quick. I remember her coming to visit and I remember like being maybe five years old and thinking she was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. Her name was Rosalia. And I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. And then Sammy Strong, my son, did a 23andMe. And he's like, mom, it says we have family in Brazil. And I said, yes, that's right. And somebody contacted him and said, hey, I think we're cousins. And Sam was like, mom, this kid thinks we're cousins. And I said, well, ask him if he knows Rosalia. And he's like, that's my mom. Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, pretty amazing. So one day I'll come visit that's you. Amazing. Oh my God. You're welcome to stay here anytime you want. <laughs> oh, thank you. I have a question for her. I have a question for uh -huh. her. What do you think about all the, uh, the, the, the star and Robin shipping on Teen Titans Go because they play with that a lot on the <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, in both Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, I think Star and Robin are such um, polar opposites in a way. They're not 100% opposites, but um, they have some traits that make them a really balanced relationship. So um, one thing that I always love is like, Star is such a cheerful girl and so open and Robin is more closed off but um, strategic in a way and their differences like you know make them really work together well I think it's it's something that fits you know. She's so smart too. I was gonna say on Teen, on teen Titans Go we get so silly with it. Yeah. Uh, were these kind of things things you'd ever imagine could be uh, you know like happen with these characters the way we play with them on Teen yes, Titans Go? I think it's so cool that like um, on 2003 Teen Titans we saw Starfire like showing her feelings the most and in Teen Titans Go it's the opposite. Yeah. Robin yeah. is the one that it's really loves trucks. So right. I think this this difference is like great. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Robin. Poor Robin. Poor Robin on go. Yeah. <gasps> Leticia, are you a professional artist? Like, is that your dream job? Would Would you like to draw the cartoon in in real, like, draw us doing voices and stuff like that? Definitely. I'm, I still have a lot to learn. Um, I'm still a student. I'm, I'm I'm studying design, and I'm really interested in illustration and photography the most. So I'm, you know, still trying to learn and becoming better 
I still have a lot of technique ahead of me, but it's something that I really want to pursue. Yes. <gasps> You're so talented. I hope you hire us all one day. Yeah. Oh my God. I hope <laughs> you guys hire me. <laughs> Robin, do you have any questions for her? She's so amazing. My well, gosh. that was, that was pretty insightful and articulate. You hit it on the head. I, I've always seen Starfire. At, obviously all these characters have come from strife and pain and hurt and grief. And even though Starfire has been hurt, she just leads with this big open heart and her eyes are wide and she's so optimistic and so full of love. And I think Robin's attracted to that because Robin has so many walls up. He's been hurt, so he's very protective. And he also feels like he has to protect this team. So he's very guarded. And something about those polar opposites, it's really kind of nice on the original one when you would see hints of them getting together on Go. I think it's pretty funny that Robin just gets no play, no respect. <laughs> she calls calls him fish breath and stuff like that. I think it's great. Baby uh, hands. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah, I gotta stuff, admit, but... I hope Starfire changes her mind and Teen Titans go. That'd be that'd be maybe we'll have a big musical moment for you guys too. Yeah, finally. that'd be great. Have your love. Tit okay. Titans on ice, like you always joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Leticia, will you also for people that don't um, understand? shipping and what that means and the idea that it's inspired art the love of these characters can you talk a little bit about what that means to you I think I started like creating headcanons in my mind of what could happen in the show and didn't happen for some reason and I just well I know how to draw like a little bit at first when a I started. so why shouldn't I draw it myself and that's how I started and I would just see those pictures in my mind and come up with scenes and I, I also write a little, a little bit so it would be like you know making it come to life in a way I, I don't know how to do animation yet but drawing yeah. is a way to do so and since I've always been such such a shipper and like I I always connect with these characters and I always connect with their stories and their relationships and the way they evolve and they develop it on the shows. So it's like, it's always felt natural to me. I love that so much. So on Instagram, your, your title is my online sketchbook. It's at let D I D I E R. Everybody should check her out. She's I'm scrolling right now and we'll, we'll scroll some of these for the audience when that plays. I, I see you did a Timmy Turner over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. pretty cool we definitely have a lot of bb ray oh you did powerpuff girls you're so talented my gosh we're always by the way oh there's a really cool robin one you should see this one scotty She's i'll amazing. check it um we're always so touched by the way when fans create art that um maybe we helped inspire too like we're so grateful for you that yeah. you take the time to be creative and then put it out there so that we can find it. It was so easy for me to find you. I literally put in the hashtag Robstar and your art popped up and my like mind was blown by how gifted you are. So thank <laughs> you for putting it out there for everybody to enjoy. I mean, there's that Picasso saying that was like, you know, your one of your purposes in life is to get gifts or something and then the gift is to share it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm completely ruining yes. it. But but there's something like that where it's like your your purpose is to share it and and you did and that's how we found you. And I hope you keep drawing and I hope we get to work with you one day. And oh, if God. You, anybody else have any more questions for her? Or do you have any questions for us? Oh God, that would be such a dream. I, I would like to thank you first um, about everything you said. It's just, 
I, I started this account like with no pretension in any way. And it's just crazy for me because like think the other way around. You've always inspired me with those characters. And then I just started to draw them because it felt natural. And one day I was like, okay, I'm just going to post it. And suddenly you're talking to me and then you invite me <laughs> to be here. And then I'm here and I'm like, what's happening so it's been such a, a dream come true and such an honor and hearing you say that, that like you hope you work with me someday you have no idea how much I hope so Aww, to be in that place I think we are we are <laughs> all gonna move in with her I think we should all move in with her yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good idea oh my god like oh my god why did I say yes now all the titans are at my house forever <laughs> they're eating my cereal they're sleeping <laughs> on my floors what's the deal uh, I should probably say Viveray is my favorite ship of all time and Rob Star is probably the second and of all uh, the DC universe they're they're like top guys to me say that again she what? said BB Ray is her say number that again. one that's right that's right BB Ray is my number one oh, ship yeah. it's my OTP <laughs> ever and well, Rob Star is the second like in the whole DC world and all the universe so it's it's really, they're really important to me. In our original Teen Titans show, Rob Star was my favorite ship. Really? Oh, really? Oh, the truth comes out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Thank you so much for coming on with us, Leticia. You're just such a gift and you're a doll and you're gorgeous and you're smart and you're talented. Please keep drawing and keep in touch with us and maybe we'll have you on another show. Maybe when we do the big BB Ray episode, we'll bring on some of your art again. Oh God, that would be an honor. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely up for that and I'm definitely up for staying in touch. No doubt. Thanks, cute stuff. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my God, is she the cutest? Oh, so sweet. You're the cutest. <laughs> She's the cutest. She's the cutest. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> she's like how sleep. do i get away from these okay. people now yeah <laughs> no oh my god i wish i could stay <laughs> oh we'll have you back we'll do we'll do a big bb right when we finally do yeah. bb right okay bye beauty i'm always impressed by people who can draw because oh my god it's just so cool sometimes fans will send us things or show up at a con i mean you, you guys do more cons than i do but i've done enough where people show up and give you something that they've drawn and it's yeah it's yeah. amazing it's such a talent this was so much fun. We had no idea that Rob Star would take up all this time, but we have to explore it because it's so canon and there's so much love. So don't forget to tune into part two of Rob Star and find us where you find all your podcasts. The Ship It Show.